Great day, learners! We are back for another learning episode for English for Academic and Professional Purposes. I am your radio teacher, Maricon Calizo Campo from SDO Cagayan. Get ready with your pens and notebook now as we start our discussion. I hope you will enjoy our learning episode today. I expect that after this episode, you will be able to compare and contrast various kinds of concept papers. Are you ready? Let's start! As a student, you will be asked to write a concept paper. Therefore, it is important for you to understand fully what a concept paper is. As discussed in the previous episode, a concept paper is a document which summarizes what your project is about, why it is important, and how you intend to carry it out. It consists of the topic under research, the hypothesis that you seek to approve or disprove, research questions, data required, and methods of obtaining it. Learners, don't forget the definition of a concept paper, so you will be guided in our discussion. When we talk about writing a concept paper, you need to know that there are two types to consider. First is the concept paper for a project, and the second one is concept paper for academic research. This time, Let's differentiate these two types by discussing the different parts to consider in writing one. We start with the parts in writing a concept paper for a project. In writing a concept paper for a project, we consider these parts. First is the introduction. Second is the purpose. Third is the description. Under the project description are the following. A. Goals and objectives or research questions. B. Methodology and timelines. C. Benefits or anticipated outcomes. Fourth is supported needed and costs. And last is the contact information. The first part, which is the introduction, explains how and when the applicants and funders' missions overlap or coincide. It illustrates why the funder can help projects in the specified general region. It also presents the applicant's collaborators and explains why they chose to be a part of the project. The second part is the purpose need or rational, which summarizes previous work on the subject and reflects on the information void to be filled, issue to be solved, or problem to be resolved by the applicant's proposed project. The third part is the project description, which serves as a solution to the issue a response to a need, or an inquiry to fill an information void. The applicant discusses the approach peculiar, special, distinguishing, 
creative or novel characteristics in this segment, demonstrating that the applicant's team has the right strategy and making a persuasive argument for funding. The fourth part, which is support or budget, includes either an overview of the key budget sections for the requested project support or a single bottom line request number and a short discussion of how that amount will be used. Any design papers might not even contain a proposal for a particular number. The applicant organization's chief executive or his or her designee approved to make grant requests is mentioned in the fifth and final part. We're done discussing the five parts of a concept paper for a project proposal. I hope you have understood all the parts. This time, let's discuss the parts of a concept paper for academic research. The following are the parts of a concept paper for academic research. Title, Introduction, Purpose of the Study, Objectives of the Study, Research Questions and Hypotheses, Proposed Methodology, Proposed Research Timeline, and References. First is the title. Your paper's title should be able to accurately summarize the subject of your thesis. Use clear terms so that people who read the research title can understand what it's about without having to read the whole article. Second is the introduction. The introduction should provide the reader with a short description of the research subject and state the key purpose of your project. This segment may also provide a concise description of the research advantages in order to reassure the reader of the project's significance. Third is the purpose of the study. The purpose of the study should persuade the reader of the importance of addressing the current issue or knowledge gap that the research project intends to close. You must go into more depth about the advantages of your project for the target audience. Fourth is objective of the study. This section contains studies and articles that are relevant to your research subject. Use this section to review previous studies' conclusions and methodologies, as well as any information gaps or issues that your study project seeks to answer. You should also use the data to justify why you should do your analysis. In writing the objectives, simply state the key aims that your thesis is attempting to accomplish. For both the reader and the writer, the priorities should be able to show the study's course. The goals, like the rest of the report, should be concise and well-defined. Sixth is research questions and hypotheses. In this section, list the research questions and equivalent research theories that you formulated in the previous step.
Seventh is the proposed methodology. You should be able to walk the reader through the method of performing the research project in this segment. Be sure to mention the intent of each phase of the project, as well as the form of data that will be gathered and the target audience. Eighth is proposed research timeline. The length of the whole process will vary greatly depending on the scope of your research project. What counts is that you should have a practical and measurable timeline for your project. Be sure that the time you set aside for each part of your study is necessary or adequate, or the quality of your work will suffer. And last is references. Make sure you acknowledge both of the authors of the documents you used in your article. You will need to use a certain citation form depending on your field of study or your professor's directions. The American Psychological Association or APA, the Modern Language Association or MLA, and the Chicago type are the three most common citation forms. Did you understand all the parts, dear learners? Great! That ends our discussion for this lesson episode. Till our next session, this is your radio teacher, Maricon Calizo Campo from SDO Cagayan. In case you have queries, our radio host will give you a recap about our lesson. Thank you for listening attentively.